Hello, listeners. Welcome to PR Hangover. I'm Emma Nelson, and you're listening to a public relations podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter. Grab a cup of coffee, relax, and get ready to talk all things PR. Before I talk with this week's guest, I'm going to introduce you to one of our eboard members. Welcome to PR Hangover. Today, our guest is Miss Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me today. Of course, we're so excited to hear what being the CEO of Grand PR is all about. So if you want to start off and give a little introduction about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, as she said, my name is Lindsay. Um, I'm a currently a junior at Grand Valley. I'm studying advertising and PR with a minor in writing. Um, I work as a digital marketing intern at a firm in town. And um, I would say that's pretty much it about me. Cute. Lovely. If you want to tell us what the tasks of being the CEO of Grand PR are and maybe any qualities that you think are important to do your job. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that um, like the tasks that I do most would deal all around like client relations. Um, So I talk to all of our clients and I recruit them and work with them on coming to a proposal that we all agree on and we can kind of work through to make it a successful relationship. Um, And then I work with our Vice President of Operations on hiring. Um, I work a lot with the PRSSA president as well to kind of make the organizations cohesive and make sure everything's really working the best that it possibly could be. Um, And then for qualities of a CEO, oh, that's a tough one. I would probably say that you definitely need to be organized. Organization is the most important thing. And having a professional tone and manner to you is very important as well. There's been many times where I'm on calls with clients and in meetings and that type of thing. And it's it's important to be professional even as part of a student organization. What would you say the most rewarding part of your position is? I would say my position is really rewarding. Definitely in the fact that I get to see my work actually in the real world because we are doing real world work for our clients. Um, So I would say like the leadership opportunities I'm afforded as well as seeing my work in the real world. And what has been your favorite either PRSSA or Grand PR memory? That's a good one. I would probably say that my favorite memory so far has been going on the agency tours um, with PRSSA last winter we went to a few different agencies in Grand Rapids and we just had a really good day we went to lunch and kind of bonded and everything and it was just a really fun time I got to know a lot of the members of PRSSA and Grand PR a lot better than I did know them at the time. What is your advice for Ad and PR students here at Grand Valley? My advice for Ad and PR students would definitely be to brush up on your writing skills get good at writing be a writing minor, um, it helps. In my internship, I see that my writing experience is definitely affording me opportunities that if I didn't have it, I wouldn't be getting. Um, Also with design experience, I think having some design experience can really help anyone um, kind of have a leg up on their resume. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing your insight today with us. I learned a lot from you. I'm sure our listeners did as well, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. 
Hello, PR Hangover listeners. Today we have a special guest, Miss Kelsey Horn. I'm super excited to have her on today. So Kelsey, if you want to give us a little introduction about yourself. Yeah, I'm so excited to be with you today as well. Um, So my name is Kelsey, as she said. Um, I graduated from MSU in 2017. Since then, I have been busy working in public relations and events and all things communications. Um, So I currently work for a PR firm, Trescott Rossman, as an account executive, in addition to owning my own events business, Kelsey Horn Events. Um, And so I like to think that, you know, I balance a lot of stuff between PR, politics, pageants and parties. Uh, I always have a lot going on, but I'm definitely happy to share with you today. Lovely. Can't wait to dive into all of that. So I know you have some podcast experience of your own. So share a bit about that and your experience. Um, it's fairly new. It is the the brainchild of the pandemic. So I had this idea and, you know, we have a lot of time on our hands while we were stuck inside. And so pretty political. What we do is we kind of tackle the tough conversations. Um, we're talking about race in America. We're talking about politics. We're talking about um, some topics that honestly go over a lot of people's head. Um, and we're able to make them easy to understand and present information in a fun and educational way. Um, So we're really targeting young millennials and Gen Z's in a way that we know that we can relate to them Um, and kind of basically giving everyone their their weekly dose of news and pop culture. Perfect. I love that being educated and having fun with it at the same time. I feel like it's super a super reachable way especially for your audience so yeah it's been pretty fun so far tell me how you got into event planning yeah so I actually have always been event planning believe it or not so uh, I have my mom and my aunt who have always kind of been the resident the the go-to party planners um in our family so my mom always had a good time with that and I grew up helping her but never professionally but I always had that you know you gotta you know make it pop (laughs) you know that that background of always you know going over and beyond for a party um but when I went to MSU I got a chance to work on some of the bigger events that we put on every year some of the annual events so I would say by my senior year I had planned pageants I had planned award ceremonies um graduations um are all types of stuff some of our like you know weekly back to or our yearly back to school events dorm events I had did some of it all so that gave me like my first taste in doing it for you know a bigger institution outside of just family stuff obviously and then shortly after that um, my sister got married once I graduated and she was like yeah this is not going so well. And I jumped in and I threw that together in a matter of a few weeks, believe it or not. And so I was like, okay, I can do this. And so then I formed my business and we have been rolling ever since. Oh my goodness. What is your favorite event to do? Definitely weddings, hands down. Um, definitely weddings. I love um, working with a couple from beginning to end, and them having this vision for their big day and being able to bring that into fruition. I love, you know, interacting with their family and friends, and everybody coming together to make that day so special. Um, there's a certain um, 
there's a certain element to working with people for something that is going to be so important for them the rest of their lives and that they're going to remember. So I feel like I'm helping them make memories and being a part of those I'm really grateful for. And that's much different than putting on a corporate event or, you know, something less personal. Have you ever seen The Wedding Planner with J-Lo? Yes. Oh my gosh, do you feel like her every day? So I have, do you remember when she had like the fanny pack with like the phone and all this stuff attached? So I would have bought myself a little fanny pack like hers. <laughs> oh gosh, that's so funny. Yes, it's one of my favorites for sure. Okay, glad to know that that's real life. What would you say are the highs and lows of being an event planner? So I sometimes use the analogy of glitter and glue. So behind the scenes, there's a lot of glue, putting parts together, um, trying to make things look pretty, trying to, uh, you know, handle all the details. And then there's the glitter, which people see and they're like, wow, beautiful. Not knowing that this glue is holding it all together by the seams. Um, So I think my favorite thing about being an event planner is definitely, you know, seeing people experience all the things that you planned and that led up to this and seeing them enjoy it in real time you know um however you know sometimes the glue aspect of it is tough right so and for me a lot of it has been trial and error so I never want to have an event that looks poorly executed obviously um but I know for me like it was difficult starting off with no staffing with people who have really small budgets and still making it work or you know I can have these big grand visions but honestly that's not what my client wants so adapting to to how I serve them and you know also putting out the best service for um for them as well um it's definitely a balance um but you know overall anytime that I get to you know work with people and they trust me I am grateful to do it every time how has all of that changed during the pandemic? Because I assume you can't have a big party with the virus, so. Everything has changed with the pandemic. So I think at the time when the pandemic hit in March, I had four weddings and two smaller events coming up. So I immediately, you know, first I was waiting it out for the weddings because we wanted to see how long this was going to last. And I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a few weeks. I'm I'm one of those people. Then a few weeks turned into a few months. Now we're hoping it's not a few years. <laughs> um, but we had to really, it was much different than, you know, being outside and it's a storm and we had to adapt to it being indoors. We had to adapt and change the whole wedding or the whole event. So I I know two parties, we just had to cancel, um, send out, you know, notifications to everyone that it has been canceled or postponed with the weddings. I had to create a whole new plan of action because it really depended on the couple. Um, I had two couples that still wanted to get married and just do something really small and intimate, um, move it outdoors. And then I had uh, two other couples that wanted to completely just cancel until the next year. And so calling vendors, you know, um, still, you know, having to pay deposits, getting some deposits back, possibly um, trying to choose new dates was much more of a headache than planning it in the first place. In some cases, Um, seeing some people, unfortunately, lose money because we couldn't get that back. Um, And then also, sometimes I think I'm a therapist (laughs) for some of these clients, especially some of the brides. 
uh, really having to reassure them that it will be fine. Everything will happen as it should and they're still going to get their big day. Um, but definitely the pandemic has put a curve in, in my game, but it's also made me be more creative. We did some pop-up events. We've done some, you know, some drive-by events and that's been fun too, but certainly different than what I was used to. So you touched a little bit about this with your podcast experience talk, but tell me about your advocacy work and how you implement that through PR and what you do. Yeah, so I really became an advocate for things like um, sexual assault, women's empowerment, also um, issues regarding race um, on campus. I think that's where a lot of people first get introduced to some of these topics that they weren't um, in the beginning. So I was very active on my campus in things like our Black Student Alliance. Um, I also was an RA and, and a variety of things on campus. So that was my introduction. And I do um, encourage for students listening to just kind of if you want to learn more and get, you know, and dip your feet in the water and get out of your comfort zone a bit is to take part in some of those organizations and and learn, you know, but that was my introduction. And then that work continued past graduation. I got involved in things within my community. Um, I'm in a few different organizations now. Um that allowed me to kind of be a part of some changes that are happening within Detroit and within Metro Detroit. Um, but when I won the role as Miss Black USA, it's a national scholarship pageant. It really gave me this this bigger platform to do so. And so with that, I was able to travel throughout the country and speak on different topics or hold um, larger events for them or, you know, I'm being in general, but because there is always a couple of different things, but um, or hold events or speak to schools. I love speaking to children or help um, promote a scholarship fund. I really use those things as a platform to reach more people. Um, and so I am really grateful for that experience. But any time that I, I, I do have an opportunity to volunteer, honestly, it's something that I love to do. So I think a lot of my, my free time is spent with some type of nonprofit. But to your, your original question, how do I do that through PR? So I work for a wonderful company that really knows that I am passionate about a lot of things and they allow me to work with a lot of our nonprofit clients. Um, and for, for those people who are like me, who are passionate about, you know, social issues, um, but they still, you know, want to go into the professional realm of communications, I think, you know, working in the nonprofit sector might be a, a great way for you to do that. Now, I work for an agency, but focusing a lot of my work on those nonprofits really allow me to still, you know, be passionate about the work that I'm doing. Um, so, for example, there is a foster care agency that I work with. I work for the Boys and Girls Club of Southeastern Michigan. I've worked with United Way of Southeastern Michigan. Um and several other organizations like those that allow me to still really be involved in things that are help happening in the community. Um, and, and that's really great. Now, you mentioned a little bit about your agency and that. Do you want to touch on what you do there and how that differs from your event planning? Yeah. Um, so at my agency, um, I'm an account executive. And so uh, I'm always basically involved in several different clients, right? Um, and 
I'm always going to be working in a team usually to help these clients in some type of way. And sometimes that does involve events as well if the client needs it. So, But those are always more of a corporate type events, obviously. Now, when I'm working by myself, you know, sometimes as an entrepreneur, it's just you against the world. Like you don't always have this huge team to help you get stuff done. So I have learned that time management is necessary. Um, so, and so occasionally I do bring in other people to help me when it's needed, but you don't always have those, that same type of safety net of, you know, having someone to proofread all of your stuff or, you know, to back up when you can't make it or you're not feeling good. So that is the big difference from, you know, working for a company and working for yourself. You got to figure things out. What has been the most rewarding moment of your career? And then on the other spectrum, the most challenging. So I think what has been most rewarding for me, um, so there's like some big projects that have happened that I had, you know, even like a small role in that has made me, you know, like, wow, I'm really doing something. <laughs> um, but for example, um, I've gotten the opportunity within the past couple of years to work with like some pretty cool people. So like Kanye West came here for his pop-up concert that he was doing his Sunday services and someone called me and was like, hey, we need some extra PR event help. Are you available? And so that really made me feel good of like, wow, people see me out here. <laughs> right. Um, so that was pretty cool. But then also um, like just going off that, we had an event with the Boys and Girls Club who works really closely with the Sean Anderson Foundation, which is Big Sean's nonprofit. And. I had wrote the press release for that um, and, you know, not even thinking that, you know, it would be seen by so many people. You know, I kind of wrote the press release per usual, showed up to the event. Big Sean was there and was like, thanks for your help. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then to see it made like national news, I'm like, I did that. Which, you know, I didn't do it all by myself. But knowing that, you know, I had a part in that was pretty rewarding. But um, some of the more challenging things in my career is, you know, I am a, a young black woman, right? Um, and a lot of the clients that I have, you know, I represent or have worked with, they don't really have these like, you know, diverse, equitable companies, right? And so I know I have been like in a boardroom, for example, with one company, which I won't say, but there was about, let's say 30 people that I saw in that room. Only about six of them were women. Only one other person was of color, right? And so me being in that room, I, I was like, okay, like, I think it was important for me to make sure that I wasn't just like in the room as like a part of the wallpaper and to make sure that like I had a voice in those conversations when, you know, I was probably expected to just take the notes. You know, and so I find myself in those situations quite a bit as like a young professional. And that's something that I really didn't think of when I first, you know, started working that, you know, sometimes I will be the only woman or the only person of color. Um, and, and now since there has been uh, more conversations around, you know, 
race and inclusion and diversity and things of that nature. Now I see myself being sought out a little bit more, um, you know, by companies of saying, well, what do you think of this advertisement? Or what do you think about how this is worded? And so that's definitely been an interesting turn of events within the past couple months. Um, And it's been, you know, it's been interesting, but definitely it is challenging at times. Thank you. Um, for just educating my listeners as well as your own. So thank you for that. You definitely have to. You can't be a wallflower these days um, because if people can walk on top of you, they will. Advice for young PR professionals that you've learned from your experience or just working in the industry. So I think some advice that I would give everyone is to, one, intern when you can. Internships really not only... um, help you stand out on your resume when it's time to look for jobs but it also teaches you what you like and what you don't like right so I know I had an internship when I was in school and I was like yeah this is not what I want to do and you know had I not did the internship you know I wouldn't have known that that would have been a waste of my time (laughs) to apply for as a full-time position it really teaches you um what you like and dislike and also where you need to grow as a professional It also gives you some great um, skills and work samples when it's time for you to apply. Everything you do, um, if that is a press release, if that is a blog post, if that's a social media post, save it. And when it's time for, for you to apply to jobs, you can have it in a little portfolio of these are the type of things that I've done. Um, I also recommend that you network when you can. I know we're, you know, we're stuck inside right now, but uh, at some point, hopefully things will open back up. But I will say most of the, the jobs that I've been able to get or opportunities have come as a result of me networking in some type of way. So stay in touch with people, um, rather that is a professor or a, an employer or even someone you just meet at a job fair or a mixer. You know, take their card. If you have information, give them your information. Add them on LinkedIn. Check in every now and then. Or try to build those relationships if you want them to be more of a mentor in some capacity. You know, maybe go out to lunch. But what you will learn in not only public relations, and but in any uh, capacity professionally pretty much it's who you know that will you know get you where you want to go what about advice and this is our last question and a little bit of a personal one but what is your advice for aspiring event planners so my advice for aspiring event planners is to start small if you have to i know what i was really worried about is i was seeing these huge lavish events and wondering like how I would be able to pull something like that off. Like I don't have any inventory. Oh, my clients are millionaires. <laughs> um, but you, what you do is you start small where you can. Always do really great work, and word will spread. People will you know share what you've done, and also bring a great personality to it. You know, I I think that helps in any situation. Like my job as an event planner is usually to take off stress from someone else. And so if I was to come in with a nasty attitude on top of that, I don't think I would get the same type of responses that I get. So, you know, don't be, you know, overwhelmed or think that you can't, that you have to compete with some other, you know, big brand or big company. You know, you do what, do what you can and you do what you can well. And that will go far. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for joining me. I learned so much. Our listeners did as well. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I loved our conversation and 
please stay in, stay in touch. If anyone wants to reach out to me, feel free. I would love to hear any more questions or feedback that you all might have. Thanks for listening. Tune in every other Wednesday for a new episode of PR Hangover. Follow us on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA and visit GVPRSSA.com to get insights on this week's episode.